Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. We're back. I always want to say we're back for no reason. We were just here like four days ago. That was a Polar Bear um, MCs thing too. We were always back. Yeah, we were always back. Like we had come off of like some long hiatus or something. Even if we were just doing like back-to-back shows. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so what's up, Dave? What's going on with you? Oh, man. Wedding stuff. Planning a wedding during COVID. Which during a COVID we'll, surge. We're going to talk about COVID today. A so. big monster-sized surge. What is that like? Talk to me. Like, What kind of shit are you guys doing? And what is, what are the like uh, the, the, the hassles or the, um, the unique challenges of trying to do a wedding in the era of um, resurgent COVID? Delta. Well, you got, you got Delta married. Delta version. You got married a while back, so imagine all that goes into planning that, except for you're drowning in a sea of fucking morons who just <laughs> won't do what they need to fucking do. <laughs> so that's that's it. Well, no, I, we got married in Puerto Rico, and the thing about Puerto Rico that was that's funny is like it's you know it's my 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 home whatever my like my paternal home or whatever, um, and I love it, and I'll never I'll never have a crossword for her, but every single person lies like they just <laughs> lie through their teeth about things being ready or uh-huh. having gotten your email like i would oh, yeah, never sure we'll, we'll have the cake ready it'll be yeah there. no no it's already ready <laughs> and it's just like chocolate it's, chocolate yeah just that and we had we just had i forget exactly because i was very disconnected from like the brass tax planning i was um like that was completely overtaken by my wife and uh and and her mother and their family and um, you know, they came fully out of pocket for everything except for the, you know, like as per tradition, except for the, uh, engagement party, um, which mm-hmm. I, I, I paid for along with my mom. And, um, so like I was very disconnected except for like my, when, when my wife would seek out, uh, you know, my opinion on things, which <laughs> was really a very cursory thing. Sure. She didn't, she didn't really give a shit about my opinion. I like um, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, but I would. I, I, I'm not like that though. I'm more like. I'm more like, you know, that one looks a little like modern, and I'm. I'm lo- hoping for something like a little more classical, and she'll just be like, mm-hmm, okay. And sure. she just checked off her list that she asked me the thing she needed to ask me, uh, and, and then later, if I'm like, why didn't we go with the more classical one? She's like, well, I asked you about it. And like, and in my head, I'm just like, yeah, she probably did. She probably asked me, and I. Mm-hmm. I'm just too stupid. So anyway, yeah, you alluded to it up at the top that with this this episode, I, I kind of wanted to just be like, I mean, we've talked about a lot of topics recently on the show, like of varying, um, we have like baked into all of those conversations, whether we're talking about like juvenile, uh, juvenile criminal justice, or we're talking about, um, you know, like uh, Florida as a as a as as a disaster area, um, like baked into it is the topic of COVID, and only in the last month has it exploded. I mean, we're uh, I want to I want to try to like maybe use this this hour or so to to give a little bit of catharsis and a little bit of like you know like a rant session where we can kind of just like talk shit about how pissed off we are about mm. the fact that we are in the exact same fucking boat that we were before joe biden was elected before they announced the vaccine before they released the vaccine we're back in maybe an even ricketier and worse boat than we initially were in right and and it's crazy that we're a florida nevada podcast and it's like the two worst states like yeah it was something like uh, i saw like some this is anecdotal obviously and i mean this stuff changes every day all this data but like i saw something where it was like oh yeah florida it was like Florida, Texas, and Nevada make up 45% of all new COVID cases. It, that's three states. That Yeah, the, two of them are very big states, and Nevada is like a medium-sized state. But that's almost half of all of the fucking new COVID cases are coming out of these three states. Um, and it's... I, I got to thinking about it because I was trying to like find an intelligent way to approach this or like a way that would actually make sense or, or maybe that other people might, um, might, might feel a little kinship to. And I used to have problems. Tell me, I don't, I don't know. What's the highest math you finished? 
something calculus, somewhere okay. in the calculus range. Before calculus, when I was in like ninth grade, algebra algebra two, I had I had a lot of problems with um, polynomials and like mm-hmm. you know uh, problems that have multiple variables that can change in different directions and throw the whole problem off in, in different ways. And I, I I don't know. I was I was always a pretty good math student. I wasn't great or anything. I was I was good though. But um like that always threw me off because the the movement of one variable in my mind, I would hook onto that and be like, well if this goes from being four to being seventeen, everything gets kind of fucked up in an unpredictable unpredictable way that just mm-hmm. my mind didn't take to it very well. I was not good with like with, with polynomials and with with anything that involved multiple sort of moving target variables um and uh and this reminds me of that where it used to be a year ago we 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 talked about how like oh we're in a worse spot now than we were a year ago and the reason i say that even understanding that about half the country has gotten the vaccine even understanding that here in in, um in miami dade something like 62 percent of miami has gotten the vaccine and again that doesn't include little kids because there is no pediatric vaccine yet so yeah. You know, it's kind of in line with like what you would expect from the United States. Like that that's probably like what like what we what what we are capable of doing at our best is getting about two thirds of our people vaccinated and the other third are just, you know, baying at the at the doors, you know, trying to tear down the state houses to um I don't know, get freedom or liberty or something. They love so, their freedom. Think about this, Dave. There's the the the, the the variables that I'm talking about, vaccination, the vaccination rates, the access to the vaccine, how that affects case counts and how like the deaths kind of go down, but then like the overall count and then the, the like the, the, the virility of the Delta variant, um, you know, the way that all of that gets weighed against economic interests, which even in a state with a, with a democratic governor like yours, you know that he's, you know, he a, a guy like Sisolak still has to kowtow to the corporate interests of your state. He still oh, is yeah. basically owned by the casino lobby. Absolutely. Like, like everything in Nevada is owned by the casino lobby. Um, and it's gotten to the point where all you can, all I can do, I don't know about you, but all I can do is kind of look at specific slices of information and just consider them immediately on their merit. And I can no longer effectively look at something like the unemployment rate and draw a line to a policy or a response or something like that. I can't look at the, you know, uh, the number of pe- the, the exploding number of pediatric cases and easily. I mean, like you could probably take that and look at how there's just not a pediatric vaccine out. And that's a huge missing, you know, key. But I, I used to be able to say like, oh yeah, there was a huge um, biker rally in South Dakota and then the numbers in South Dakota shot up. Okay, that's like a one-to-one or like a, actually a one-to-two. That's a natural progression. Yeah. Now, everything is just a melee and it's right. so hard to like account for all of these different variables. And I mean, we know the basic truisms. Like people should probably be wearing masks most of the time, especially in this really bad time. Uh, people should, everybody should get vaccinated and we should probably hold off on some, some version of like social distancing, at least through the end of the year for a little while to really beat this thing. But we can never, it's like we, it's like every piece of empirically true data or information that we process also has this like perverted counterfactual where somebody, uh, living on the other side of of the ideological spectrum will be like well you know the 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 reason that all these that that, that there, there's this huge uh jump in overall cases is because of the vaccine the vaccine's actually causing it and you're just like well mm-hmm. how are we going to have a conversation how are we how can we even talk when that's like the starting point that's right. in, like how can we improve fucking anything in Clark County 60% is unvaccinated still that's yeah. insane that's a that's a state that's a county that went every every election cycle goes overwhelmingly for like liberals or for Democrats and so it's not simply it's not as simple as ideology right yeah well and and 
to me, I, I really feel like social media drives it more than anything and people being able to spread their bullshit. And that, that's why it's like, it goes, it kind of goes across those, you know, two sides of the spectrum. It's, it's not just a conservative liberal thing anymore. It's, it's just, it's everybody has their fucking opinions that they feel like they need to share at, yeah. at all times. And their opinions are fucking stupid. This, it reminds me of like the, the thing that, 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 freaks me out a little bit is is not just the delta variant obviously which has become like the new buzzword in um mainstream media and everywhere i mean everybody's talking about everyone's talking about the delta variant it's very hot (laughs) um but uh (laughs) like what that represents and what that could end up meaning like i think of i think of like when the doctor gives you a course of antibiotic treatment Mm -hmm. and they tell you everybody knows this right since you're a little kid take you with with food and then also finish it. Even if you feel better yeah. a couple of days in, finish the course, right? And what happens when you don't? And the reason why is, is, is why. Number one, if you don't finish it, you'll bi- you'll basically, whatever disease or whatever infection you have will, will, will foster an immunity to it. And then you'll need a stronger antibiotic. And that's like a, a zero-sum game that is very dangerous to play. One that we're still playing, by the way, like as a people, where like we're very close to like this... Uh, this 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 threshold for for um antibiotics where like we're not going to be able to cure things anymore um but that's a whole other thing (laughs) (laughs) um no but like if you don't take your medicine when you are dealing with this kind of either a virus or a or an infection what you're doing if you only take some of the medicine what you're doing is creating a stronger version of that of that virus or that infection right Mm -hmm. It holds true with antibiotics where you get like, uh, what do they call it? Like MRSA, you know, uh, resistant uh, mm-hmm. resistant staph infections and things like that, that that like become very difficult to, to shake or get rid of. And you get shit like the Delta virus or the Delta variant of the of, uh, coronavirus where it's, it, it's like this mutation came out of necessity. It was an evolution. Right. The Delta virus is a living thing. Or, I'm sorry. The, the coronavirus is, is a living thing, and the Delta version of it is its its is its adaptation. Eventually, what happens if it adapts to not be affected by the vaccine at all, right? And and we only have like two thirds of our people vaccinated, so there's just enough breathing room left for this fucking virus to continue to morph and change and adapt, and uh, you know. <laughs> We're, we're like staring down the barrel of 2026 and it's like, oh, guys, Lambda virus is out now and mm-hmm. fucking uh, X-ray virus is out now. Like it, it's it's this never ending cycle that is just, to me, so much more permanent than I thought that this would be way back in March. I thought right. by like 2022, we would probably like March I, I, by, by March. I mean, March 2020 I, in my head being the cynical pessimist that I am. I thought like, I guess we're going to be, you know, locked down until 2022. I don't even see us getting out by 2022. No, I don't think ever, ever, I mean, not ever, safely. ever. Not yeah. safely. People are out there. People are fine. People are partying. Yeah. Like yeah. they're going wild. But well, that, and, and that's why I feel okay about my wedding in September. That's why I feel like <laughs> I, I've, nothing's going to get shut down again. I, I, you know, and I mean, not to like pivot the conversation, but I mean, like here in Nevada, like I, I you know, Gina and I talk about this all the time. From, from my understanding, we're out of money pretty much as far as like unemployment and things like that. You yeah. know, they can't shut things down. They, their people are going to get it and it's just going to be a new normal that, you know, hopefully people get vaccinated. Hopefully once there is a variant that, you know, really does break through and let, let, you know, we should mention that the whole breakthrough cases thing, which is just bullshit. It's the smallest, smallest, tiniest amount of people that are getting these breakthrough cases. But of course that's what the media does best. All it has to be is one. All it has to be is one to create a narrative and create something that is technically newsworthy. Yeah. And then, and, and so it gets copied and just like you know, copy of a copy of a copy, the the reporting gets um, fuzzier and worse and worse. And worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's it's just all the only thing that you associate with um, the only thing that you associate with 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 the vaccine is well, certain people, I should say. 
the only thing that certain people will associate with the vaccine is the breakthrough cases. Right. They'll be like, exactly. I'm just going to get it anyway. Yeah. It's like, I mean, point zero 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 one of pe- percent of people still get it. So that basically means that I'm guaranteed of getting it. Yeah. Anyway, apart from my, uh, you know, inherent recalcitrance and reluctance <laughs> to want to fucking get it anyway. Like, uh, forget for a moment that the idea of the breakthrough cases are only reinforcing my prior convictions. Right. Like, that I already felt. Forget about that. Let's pretend that I'm like a novice, nouveau mind, ready to accept whatever science is going to tell me. And the first thing science tells me is breakthrough cases. Forget about 150 years, actually way more than that, but 150 years of vaccine study and, immu- and immunology and, um, you know, research and all the information the eradication of diseases that like kept our population under a billion for hundreds of thousands of years yeah sure (laughs) magically you know i'm realizing right now that i I hadn't realized previously um i i used to talk about this time last year about how the the big thing on facebook was does anybody really know anybody who's gotten covid <laughs> like as if it was this big fake thing and nobody has actually gotten it nobody knows anybody who's gotten it i see constantly on my facebook i i know 12 people who got it even though they're vaccinated yeah so it, it's just it's it's just a, people pick a saying lane. things pick a fucking <laughs> lane do people did does it not exist is it it does it not exist or is it just does it exist but it's harmless is it harmful, but like you just don't care because of the economic benefits? It's whatever are, sounds cool. Are the, are the economic the benefits That's kind it. of bullshit? Which, by the way, you can measure economic benefits, and it's been a long enough period of time that I actually did a little bit of like going over the economic indicators to see if states like Texas or Florida, in the last year and a half, by by just tossing human bodies onto the burning fire of capitalism. In, in, a, in the middle of a pandemic, did we derive some economic benefit? Like, short answer is no. Like, we're in no better situation economically than, a, you know, Democrat-run states like like Michigan or Nevada or even California, which, it, 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 like, every single media narrative... I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm not some big fan of California. I fucking... I, I'm, I'll leave it at that. I don't, mm. I don't really like California very much. But every... Um, Every media narrative will tell you that California is the like seventh level of hell. That it is just like a burning cinder, which it kind of is, a burning cinder of like failed liberal policies. It's mostly got about the same fucking uh, unemployment level as Florida. It's got much better um, levels of poverty than Florida. Uh, Florida, look, if you look at uh, Florida in terms of poverty, because this is the thing I was trying to figure out, Dave, wasn't this shit all supposed to be about like stimulating the economy or keeping the economy going? I remember a year ago, that's what it was. Now it's become about, I know that this isn't so much, you're not in a red state like I am, um, which Florida has become like a deep, deep red state. But like, wasn't this shit supposed to be about about jobs and about keeping the economy humming. Now it's about if you live here, all you hear from the governor's office is about freedom and liberty. Mm. Now it's about freedom and liberty. This very intangible. I don't know what freedoms we have we have here in Florida that the people of Michigan didn't have, but we've traded off like a whole lot more dead bodies in exchange mm. to get them. And I'm looking at the numbers and it's like our unemployment rate, I talked about that a little a little while ago. It's 5.1% right now in Florida. In Michigan, it's 5.0%. By the way, anything under, like, anything around 5% or below is basically full employment. That means everybody's working for the most right. part. Um, you look at, at at states that, what the state that has the highest level of vaccination, almost everybody in the state is, va- is vaccinated in Vermont, right? And they had, like, you know, policies that were what would be considered, like, liberal or leftist or you know maybe draconian by 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 um conservatives and their unemployment rate is at 3.1 percent like that's that's an insanely low even the 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 favorite punching bags of the right california california new york which should move to vermont that would be nice thinking about moving to vermont would you come cool yeah would would you come live 
that's a good good possibility. I'm I'm open to it. Vermont's not far from a lot of really cool stuff, and yeah. I don't know anything about it. I've driven through it like once in my life, I don't, or twice, I guess. But like, I don't, I don't really know anything about it. Sounds other than, nice. It seems like one of those places where all of the people that live there have kind of gotten together and been like, "Don't talk about how good this place is. Let's right. keep it real quiet, so no motherfuckers come." Seriously. Um, again, I look at like other economic indicators, like poverty in Florida. Po- Florida is thirty-six in poverty out of the fifty-three. Um, states and uh, and and um, and territories. Sixteen point six percent of Florida lives in poverty. That's worse than California, which again gets shit on for being this like desecrated hellhole. Um, Oregon, Michigan, California, Nevada—all these bluish, blue or bluish states—and um, that stuff doesn't even really mean anything because one of the best, one of the lowest poverty rate states is Wyoming, which is deep red. It it what matters is like the actual policies and postures that the the state governments have taken because somehow state government has become ever since Joe Biden was elected for some reason state government has become the arbiter of everything mm-hmm. it, don't you remember like everything used to be under Trump say what you want about him and there's plenty to say but everything was top down right everything Trump did the governors either had to follow or the Republican gov- governors either followed it or the Democrat governors had to make a big show of fighting it and uh, eventually like acquiescing, right? Right. Or or just continuing to to fight him and make it part of their um, you know, because if you're a liberal governor, it's it's like it's a good look to be fighting Trump. So but now everything is being done on a state level, which I, I don't know if you're like a jeffersonian or hamiltonian person like whether you're like a a a federalist or you know or like a a states rights person whatever it doesn't matter like this is a very specific unique moment in time and we seem to be defaulting to the people making the worst decisions in every instance Mm -hmm. We're, we're like we're rushing to whatever body to give power to whatever body is least least invested in making the right decisions so we used to acquiesce to the White House. The White House is nothing now. Joe Biden is nothing. He doesn't do shit. All he does is complain and bi- all they do, like, just look at this eviction moratorium. I'm sure you guys are probably dealing with that in um, in Nevada because Nevada, Vegas specifically is one of those places that is going to have, like, so it's all renters. Yeah. It's all wage earners. It's all people who are probably in dire straits, people who are eight, nine months behind on their rent. And all that rent is going to come due. Remember those apartments that I used to live in? Those mm-hmm. little shit apartments. And th- there's one of them on every corner in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. 5,000, 6,000 people living in these little fucking two-story condo. They're uh, building them like crazy, too, right now. Like, they're, they're making way more of them. To fucking do what? I to don't... do what? To put, to close, to, to like, to foreclose on more people? I guess it's not foreclosing, eviction. To evict more people? We've got I mean, three apartment buildings building, like, around my house right now, like, on different corners. Like, it's, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it, it, it's. It, I think about those little, and there's versions of that here in Miami, but they're different. They're a little more rough around the rough hewn, rough around the edges here in in, in Miami with respect to like, um, like it's not these clean. It's like it's not like a like players club or whatever. It's not like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like one of my apartment complexes that you visited, La, Latigo, Latigo. Remember Latigo? Hanging out at Latigo. Like, it's not like that, where it's like these modern, nice, new 10, 15-year-old apartment buildings that are, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe them. They're cookie cutter, but at the same time, they're, it's like going into a Target, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, it feels like you're in a Target. Target for apartments. We don't have that out here. We don't have anything out here. Like, I mean, I had, I had an apartment that was like three bedrooms and like, 1200 square feet and was like 650 bucks a month yeah. in Vegas. Then we don't have that out here. Whatever. All of the people who are in those situations, servers, valets, uh hospitality workers, you know that almost all of them are months and months behind on their on their rent. Sure. And this eviction moratorium was the only thing that kept them um from getting put out on the streets. I'll tell you something that a lot of people don't know because a lot of people didn't live as broke and as fucking like close edge as I, as I did like to being on the street half the time, which is how I spent most of my twenties. And, uh, it's that if you fuck up at one apartment, you can't just go across the street or even to another state and get another apartment. You get put on a registry, you get put Mm -hmm. on a list of people who 
fucked up and got evicted. And you can't go put your name on a lease. You got to find somebody else to put to put their names on, on, on a lease for you or a co-signer or get bonded or any of this shit. And um, most people are literally just that eviction moratorium away from ending up on the fucking streets. What was the point of this? Why did we like, if, if there's no economic benefit, was it always ever just about liberty and freedom, the freedom to get evicted, the freedom to be homeless? I don't understand what it, like I, like I said at the beginning, this is catharsis. This is just complaining like a bitch session, a pure bitch session. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know, man. It, it's, it, I don't see if you're out there and you can point to a single way that a state like Florida or Texas is materially um, benefiting from its pro-COVID posture, where I say this about Ron DeSantis, right, my governor. I understand that COVID isn't actually a living person, Dave. I know that. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dummy. I know that it's just a virus. It's not an actual person mm-hmm. or a group of people or a special interest group. But if it was. If COVID was an actual living person, like a like a Koch brother or like a fucking um, uh, Sheldon Adelson or something like that, and it had billions and billions of dollars to spend in terms of influencing and lobbying elected officials to do to do its bidding, to implement policies that are beneficial to COVID, that are pro-COVID, I can't think of one real way that it would look much different than what Ron DeSantis has been doing. He might as well be bought and owned and, you know, captured fully by COVID. He's a pro-COVID governor. And I know that there's, that, that, that he's that he's hoping that that'll have knock-on effects where he'll continue to be the most popular non-Trump Republican in the country and that that'll lead to, you know, a 2024, 2022 re-election as, a, as the governor of the state, which it probably will. And 2024... He'll definitely be president. I'm, I'm certain that he'll be our next president. Um, so, like, but I just, I, I don't know. What are we trading off? I, I, I don't, I don't see it. I'm looking at this shit. It doesn't make any sense. Like the, the, the quote unquote liberal states, their economies are just as strong and in a lot of cases stronger. And they didn't need to trade tens of thousands of dead bodies to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, you you're you're talking about it from a uh like a long game angle of of you know what 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 is there to gain from any of this for for these particular like governors and I I don't know that anybody I think everybody's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and has no never had a plan and has no idea of what to expect of any of it. But it's like a year and a half in now. I mean, yeah, like, I know, but that, I think it's just showing how little plan anybody had to begin with that they look at this. really don't. Gretchen Whitmer, right? We've talked about her before. She's the the liberal governor of uh, Michigan. And I don't know why Michigan's been on my mind as like a one-to-one comparison recently for, uh, compared to Florida. Because it, it, it's not as big as Florida, but it does have major metro areas and it does have sort of similar challenges. and, and it, 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 Like there's analogs there. That, that don't exist with like New York or California. You go to her like news, the news page on her, her personal governor, you know, Michigan.gov slash Whitmer page or whatever, like her personal, not personal, but the governor's office page information about vaccination, vaccination sites, like where you can go, you know, get, uh, you know, like, like um, different toolkits of how to, how to, you know, deal with COVID response and uh, unemployment, stuff like that. Even like a far right wing, uh, not even really that far right wing, just like a Republican, right? At, at, at a typical like purple state, Larry Hogan from Maryland, which has a bunch of um, very liberal uh, urban areas in it, or or like higher density population. Um, right there, this Republican governor, r- right on his home page, COVID resources, um, redoubling our efforts to make sure every Marylander who wants a COVID vaccine can get access to one. You know, all like. That's a Republican. It's it's above the fold on his homepage. Vaccin, vaccinations, vaccinations, vaccinations. This woman, uh, even Christy Noem, the, the South Dakota psychopath governor, who's like one, probably one of the worst governors that's ever existed. 
even even she has like links to you know information about COVID nineteen, how to find a vaccination site on her homepage. Ron DeSantis's homepage, not one fucking word, all the way down, and he's got like twenty five stories on his main page, going all the way down back to July twenty second. Look, you can go back to previous entries. It's just basically like a news feed, like a blog, going back all the way to shit, man. Months, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm command effing and trying to find the word vaccine, and it's not on any page. This, this motherfucker doesn't even acknowledge the existence of vaccines. Yeah. He's the governor of the third largest state in this entire country. Doesn't even acknowledge the existence of vaccine, let alone go out there and push to try to get, you know, some of these people who are again recalcitrant, reluctant. Uh, who are politically aligned with him, who maybe, maybe a couple of them might actually fucking listen to him, doesn't make one single effort, doesn't lift a single fucking finger to get the word out about it, right? I'm not, yeah. yeah. It's weird that there are some Republican governors and and whatnot that are trying to get the word out, but there's just no rhyme or reason, though. It's just individual interests, I guess. It reminds me of like, what if just one day a like a, a conservative talking point became like drunk driving is okay, and then like all of a sudden like you you would see like it would like cleave conservatives or Republicans in half, yeah. and like half of the half of the you know half of the Republican elected officials are like, folks, let's stick with the science. We understand that when we drink alcohol, we are impaired, and that it leads to a higher rate of accidents and death and then there were just like a whole bunch of Ron DeSantis is out there who like dismantled the anti-drunk driving campaigns in their state and didn't say anything and we're just like you're free free to do what you want and you know it's just like no man be a leader go out there and fucking say drunk driving is bad go out there and say that vaccinations are good you know that this motherfucker got vaccinated and he's made a point of not saying it he's made a point of not saying whereas most other, you can say that this is all posturing and bullshit, and I partly agree with you. The whole like photo op vaccine, where like mm-hmm. a governor or some high profile politician or whatever, an actor or whatever, will will get a photo and post it on social media of them getting vaccinated. Like, look, it's safe. Trust me, I'm getting it done. Um, and you can also go down a rabbit hole of whether or not that actually makes the craziest people even more anti vaccinate vaccination because seeing. Tom Hanks get vaccinated makes them think he's being injected with like super soldier serum or uh-huh, some shit. Of course, didn't, and, didn't uh, Trump do it though? No, I don't think Trump got vaccinated. I don't think he got publicly vaccinated. I, I don't think he so. Did for some reason? Maybe you're right. Maybe I just missed it and it wasn't played up. But yeah, because that's I. I always wondered why that didn't help. Like, it, like you know, fuck him, of course. But like, why didn't that help get his people? You know, and you know what else? Again, we go back to these like various competing. Um, variables, right? Like these these competing variables that I don't get, which is like, on one hand, one part of like the conservative discourse will be like, oh, uh, call it the Trump vaccine because Trump, you know, Operation Warp Speed, he created it. But then like some of those same people will be like, but I'm not taking it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you not taking it just because Trump lost? Like if Trump had won, would you be... Or if, like, are you not taking it because you just, like, aesthetically don't like and for very shallow and dumb reasons don't like um, Anthony Fauci? I, I, like, that, that's another one. that the guy, This guy, Fauci, just seems like a typical bureaucrat who relies on whatever information is put in front of him. He and should then, not be a celebrity. It's, it's and so it's, fucking it's, bizarre. It's so weird. And he's just like, just like any bureaucrat, just like any person you work with in an office or a corporation, half the time they're wrong. And then later on, they like fix it or they don't and or they, and they acknowledge it or they fucking don't. Why, why does, why does your opinion on this one dipshit, this one fucking like this one cog in the enormous federal bureaucracy, why does your opinion about him guide whether or not you're going to take a potentially life saving fucking medicine not just for you but for other people um yeah man i'm like looking i'm scrolling through desantis's page man he never talks about vaccinations 
Never once. He never talks about, he barely talks about COVID, except in the context of like, here's what his top COVID articles are. Uh, Governor DeSantis issues an, this is from two days ago. I'm sorry, four days ago. Governor DeSantis issues an executive order to ensure, an executive order ensuring parents freedom to choose. Uh, Governor DeSantis, Florida parents are free to choose. Uh, Florida port directors ready for waves of infrastructure improvements and revenue recovery from investments. Yeah, again, still haven't seen any of that shit. This is just like the, oh, all the jobs are coming to Florida argument that is not borne out by any statistical measure. The people who leave California are mostly going to Texas and then they're just coming right back because they're all rich and they just want to live in California. Because why the fuck would you want to live in Texas if you could live in California? Um, so... Ugh, man, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's, it's maddening. Um, I was just thinking about like the way that these narratives take hold. Like I saw this, I was reading this article about how Disney is adding, uh, they're moving 2000 jobs. You can find this. This is actually interesting. You can find, it was a, like a, uh, a story a few days ago. Disney is moving 2000 jobs from California to Florida, to Central Florida, where, of course, they have obviously huge infrastructure, um, and mm-hmm. they have huge infrastructure in Burbank too, right? They're they're still a Disney is still a Burbank based company, um, and most of the articles are positioned like Florida takes two thousand jobs away from from California, California loses two thousand job two thousand high paying jobs to Florida, and but if you read even just a few paragraphs of any of these articles. What you see is that it was like it was a, a, a tax break of five hundred eighty million dollars that Disney got out of Florida. So that Disney got out of Florida taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Five hundred eighty million dollars for two thousand jobs. That's two hundred ninety thousand dollars per job. So we basically had to pay three hundred grand for Disney to pick up a job and drop it in Florida. There won't be any economic benefit to that. No, like, that's not going to help anything. 2,000 Disney workers either getting transferred or none of them are getting hired. From what I read in the articles, these people are all, these are all jobs that exist in, in California already. They're transferring here. Right. Or they'll probably just end up eliminating them. But they got 580 million bucks to move people over from California to, to, to Florida. That explained to me how that benefits anything. Like that's, yeah. that. this is the, this myth of like, of progress, this myth of, um, of of economic development and economic growth where all we got to just keep stirring the pot and as long as you know the molecules are excited and everything is moving and everything is like in flux it looks good it's like that old like uh the 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 ben affleck thing in boiler room where he's like motion where he says motion creates emotion (laughs) it is true it's just bullshit talking Mm -hmm. And like and 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 moving things around and picking up a piece and moving it over here makes it look like you're doing something. Makes it look like everything's healthy and strong and thriving. The fuck is this gonna do? Two thousand Disney jobs, two thousand Californians coming over here. I guess they're gonna spend their salaries here. Are they gonna each spend two hundred ninety thousand dollars pumped into the economy? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, Especially so with everything know, closed. You guys know about that. You guys publicly financed that. Didn't you publicly finance that fucking Raider Stadium? Yeah, right. With its no parking. With no parking. <laughs> Everyone's hundreds of millions that. of dollars. That, by a by a fucking like owned mostly by a fucking now dead fossil who uh was worth billions of dollars already and didn't like was one of the last people that needed whoa, needed help. So all yeah, they man. all they had to do is go a mile further south. They would have had the biggest most beautiful parking lot, but no no they have no room. Yeah, because for it's it. on like what Trop and Decatur or something. No, it's on it's on uh, Russell and Frank Sinatra. Russell, yeah, Russell and, Frank Sinatra. and it's like just in the middle. They're gonna ha- like if they were to do anything, they'd have to like get rid of a whole bunch of businesses. Basically, there's yeah. like it, they just squeezed it in in the middle of stuff. thing i wanted to talk about that kind of like juts off of that and then you guys are that juts off of that economics conversation of like why exactly what was the point of just sacrificing hundreds of thousands of people um for an economy that mostly 
just looks the same as if we if we hadn't done that mm -hmm. um is the job market and you and i have talked about this a lot like in chats and stuff but i, I don't know i kind of wanted to like i heard it this morning um the, the daily from new york times has a, a a piece out and the whole front half of it the first like 20 minutes of the podcast or 10 minutes i don't know how long it was um is just these restaurant managers and owners complaining about not being able to being able to find people who will go work and this reminds me of like the the thing i think we've talked about this before do you, do you remember me telling you about the um the study about why people get conservative as they get older i think so but i i'm not sure so they were trying to i forget who the details of all this this is a study that's out there somewhere and you can look into it um, you have to you just Google it. I'm not going to do it right now. But uh, I think I have talked about this on the show before. The the question was like, why do people become why do why are older people people more conservative? And there were all these operating theories like, oh well, you know, sort of the natural. You, you kind of get more money as you get older, and then you become a little bit more, um, you know, complacent. You want things to stay the same. You don't want a bunch of change. And there are all these operating theories. And the study found that most of them were you know to varying degrees like a little bit true but not really responsible for this big shift in like when you see like oh 70 and above or 65 and above vote this you know this like enormous uh spread between people like our age who vote more to the left or like more liberally i suppose and supporting democrats and you know it's mostly boomers and old folks that that support that support um republicans this is stuff that is like just political truisms that we've all come to accept old folks yeah. they vote for the republicans right well this study was very interesting because it found that a huge that a larger portion or larger responsibility share of responsibility was for one very simple reason and it's that poor people die younger hmm. so people who normally through their life experiences and what they've you know the input that they've received and and the, and the things that have happened to them and um those things likely having led to um those things likely having led to like a, a more liberal outlook or more an outlook that's more more to the left uh those people die young because they're poor and that is the defining trait Makes of sense. why old people are more conservative because poor people die young and i think about that and i kind of think about like this job market where everybody's talking about like there's this, this huge hole that got blown in the service industry, right? Particularly, yeah. it's always about restaurants, fast food joints. Um, I would imagine in Vegas, it, it's like like a lot of hospitality shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're probably closing in on a real number of like a million people who have died in this country in the last year and a half of that, that normally don't die, right? Because people die all the time, but way more people are dying right now. A million people in a year and a half, I would, I mean, it, the numbers are always low. Like if they say it's 800,000 have died, it's really closer to like a million. Yeah. So who do you think were those million people? Yeah, a lot of them were old folks, but a lot of them were frontline people. Yeah. People, people who, and not frontline people in terms of like doctors or medical staff or professional um, white collar frontline, no, you know, Uber like drivers they, they, and waiters and stuff like it's that. Uber drivers, it's waiters. It's, they're not even blue collar. They're no collar. They're mm -hmm. no collar employees. And they, they, that is the, like the guy who died, the first guy who died in Miami was an Uber driver, a young guy. He was like 40 years old in great shape. And he was like a rideshare guy. He was like a bartender, I believe. And he was, um, he was the first person to, to the first I guess acknowledged casualty. Maybe they've retconned that now, but um, as of like a year ago, that's what they had said. Those are, those people aren't there to do the jobs now. And then there's a whole other segment of people that are uh, that that are like caring for their kids instead of going back to Applebee's or like somebody else in their family got sick and they're dealing with that or they just have had fucking had enough and whatever happened a year and a half ago to their job at Applebee's was enough for them to finally say, fuck this job at Applebee's. I'm going to go do literally anything else. Yeah. I'll go do, I'll, I'll, I'll do at home work on my computer for like, you know, I'll do, I'll do freelancer.com for like $25 a day. 
uh, anything other than this shit. Yeah, it was never sustainable. You know what the fucking um what the what the, I don't I don't know if this is still the case. I think it still is in a lot of states. But when I worked in service industry, when I was bartending and when I was waiting tables and shit, my 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 uh my salary was two dollars an hour, two dollars and thirteen cents an hour, hmm. and I would go months without even picking up the paycheck because the paycheck is paltry. You work eighty hours and your check is like a hundred and forty bucks or something. All your money comes from tips. Yeah, and that was never a fucking sustainable thing. It was always waiting to get knocked over by something. That was a bullshit model. You think that you could just walk into Applebee's forever for the rest of time and just oh and have some like slave wage person serving you up a fucking uh you know conch fritter bowl? No, of course not. Like it was it was gonna break, and all it took was this pandemic to break it. These people aren't gonna come back. Who the fuck wants to come back? I was listening to that New York Times article, that New York Times podcast this morning, and all these. There was one guy who was like an owner of some restaurant, uh, some like shit restaurant somewhere. And he's like, you know, I can't just keep doing this. I'm working six days a week, 12 hours a day. I'm like, motherfucker, what do you think your waiters were doing? Yeah. And you're, and you're doing what? And he was like complaining about burning himself in the kitchen. And it's like, what do you think that your, your, your line, your, your line cooks weren't burning themselves working six hours, six, uh, six, 12 hour shifts a week. You're just experiencing what the people who you've pro- whose labor you've profited off of for the last h- hundreds of years, mm. you're just experiencing a sliver of what they of what they've experienced. So I don't know, man. It's yeah. And I know, and it's funny because I know Vegas is actually pretty kind of fair. Like if you get a job in the service industry on the strip, you're at, at like a major casino at one of the major resorts. You're making like 10, 15 bucks an hour. So you can kind of, you can live you can kind of live on fifteen bucks an hour in Vegas, or at least you used to be able to. Right, I I just don't know what the uh, what the answer is to that though, you know. If if nobody is you know gonna go back to work, which of course they you know why would they? I mean it's 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 such a bullshit existence. But uh, what is the answer? Is it is it the uh, the robots I always talk about? Like wait, like what you know and a universal basic income? Like what what is the answer going forward? Um, and, and how long does it take for it to be implemented? McDonald's, Burger King, um, Yum Brands, which is like a KFC and Taco Bell, all of them, all of these quick service restaurant, the bigger ones, the big ones, right? They all have the capability to run like mostly staff, unstaffed mm-hmm. locations. But I think, and I think we've talked about this before about the fact that like, if you do, if they do that, one of the things that keeps those companies afloat is this subsidy this like baked in subsidy where a lot of the people that work for them either the employees or the employees parents or whoever is the um primary breadwinner or you know wage earner in the in the household where the employees live uh are are being subsidized by some form of either like uh federal assistance or or these are people who live in poverty so they're receiving some sort of federal aid or some sort of state aid uh, from some some government uh program and that assistance that subsidy helps the you know mcdonald's and the taco bells keep their doors open and keep their wages low right but that's what they're finding out now is that that's a dangerous game because you kept people's wages so low that when hard times came that wage was so low that it didn't matter to them anymore right that they were like i'm not just gonna fucking throw a mask on for 10 hours get on a bus and like clock in at burger king and stand there, potentially getting sick, getting yelled at, getting food thrown at me, getting treated like shit, doing absolute like depths of you know the the lowest levels of humanity type of work, and and do it for for nothing. Do it for half of a minimum wage, mm-hmm. a half or a half of a uh, living wage, I should say. Right. Doing it for like I mean, I I, I think fifteen dollars an hour is like a good benchmark. I think in a lot of places, like in Miami, it should probably be way higher. Um, but like 15 bucks an hour versus seven bucks an hour, you're basically paying somebody half of a living wage. So you're yeah. giving them half of a life. Yeah. And you know what? That's what you fucking get. Fuck you in your shit restaurant. Suck my fucking dick with that shit, man. I'm sick of this. Restaurants are, why are we worried about fucking restaurants right now? Why are we worried about how many people can, we can squeeze into a fucking restaurant to to um to make sure that you get your pudding slathered all over your fat fucking face 
exactly the way that you've always gotten it at at Shona, Shoney's or whatever. Well, we're you know, we're worried about the pigs. economy. That's the answer. That's oh the answer yeah, the why. fucking economy. That's it. We're worried about that. That's to it. answer your question, all those jobs should go away, Dave, yeah. because that shit is economic protectionism. Yeah. We need to start having a conversation about the fact that a wide swath of the country and the world probably shouldn't work. That, well, that's makes, what I've been trying to say to you we for are, years. <laughs> we are technologically at a point where we need to create conditions where people who it's like really hard to keep them employed or people who have some sort of, I don't know if it's familial or social or medical um, uh, factor that's preventing them from from working like they they threw I remember in the 90s they threw tens of millions of dollars at programs that were supposed to like have like like kids with down syndrome working in McDonald's and stuff mm. and I remember thinking like shouldn't we just not make those kids work right like maybe those kids just shouldn't work man mm. I mean like if they feel good about it sure like if it helps them and if it's if it's therapeutic that's one thing I'm not disputing that maybe that is the case for for some I don't know I don't I don't really know enough about the topic all I know is that my basic humanity has says I look at this kid who has Down syndrome and he's working for eight hours at McDonald's and I'm like, can't we do something else with him? Right. Can't he just like he's already got enough going against him? Like, can't he just play video games or just enjoy life or I don't know? That is kid this is what his all existence of us. has to be. <laughs> That's how I feel. Hey, wait, one one last thing uh, before we finish up. I don't, this I think just came out while we were talking. Um, New York City to require vaccine proof for indoor restaurants, gyms, and performances. Or think? masking? Or can you no or, require like, vaccine proof? So you can't even if even if you go in with them. Oh wow! Imagine see like New York is one of the few places I think that you could pull that off. Really, mm-hmm. like. Uh, uh, like if, if any other state with like a significant like MAGA presence or QAnon presence or right wing presence, you would have like like people would be like marching on Equinox and shit like that. Well, I think that's what's going to happen, too. Like, I do think we're going to re- be required to to show proof of vaccine. And I think that's fucking great. Good. Um, but, yeah, I think people are going to fucking march and it's going to just be yet. A, we, we always, you know, we always joke about, you know, oh, everything with Trump, it's going to turn into like a civil war. This is just another civil war that we're gonna, another civil war. It's just that's going to be the uh, the next century It's just going to be a whole bunch of different civil wars. So that should be fun. <laughs> Lots to look forward to. 